podcast. Um, this week, we are joined by Sarah. Say hello, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. And uh, joined by Andy as well. Say hello, hey, everyone. And um, we're also joined, joined by Steve, who's uh, new on this podcast. We've not had him on before, but he's been uh, following us for a while and chatted with us and everything else like that. So we thought it was about time we got another fan on and uh, had a chat with him as well. Uh, hello, Steve. Say hello, Steve. Hello, Steve. Hello, Rondo. <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Steve. Yeah, welcome to the madness that is the McLaren fans podcast. Thank you. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see a nice collection of caps there just behind you, which is always good to see when uh, McLaren fans come on and have all of their stuff there. I think there's some signatures on one of them. Yes, there is. Which one is it? The Slander Norris one that I won from you guys. Excellent. See, see, when we do competitions, we do them right. People get them caps. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Good to see. I'll be keeping the tag on too. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. Right. Well, for everybody out there, we were we weren't really planning to do uh, a podcast after Australia. Um. Why is that, Andy? Why, why were we not planning to do a podcast? Because none of us could decide whether we wanted to or not. <laughs> because we were a little bit down in the dumps. Let's be honest. Yeah. We were a little bit down in the dumps. We were. But, you know, things change. And I've got a theory behind that. It's a crazy theory, but we'll get to that later. Um, but let's go. Let's have a bit of a podcast after Australia from the land down under. Um. Uh, but first things first things first. What I do want to say is, uh, anyone who follows us uh, might know one of our followers, Jackie, um, from Melbourne. And um, uh, if you know Jackie, you will know West the Bear. Unfortunately, in the last week, West has gone missing somewhere in Melbourne. Um, if you are out in Melbourne at the Grand Prix and you're listening to this, if you can fi- if you find him, please let us know. We'll pass on any notes or anything else like that. If not, if you're just a McLaren fan, an F1 fan, please spread the word. We'll uh, retweet one of their tweets on the actual um, uh, account. And as you can see, Sarah's holding up um, a picture of the bear that's gone missing. So uh, I hope we can find Westy soon and he's back. And when he's back, maybe we'll have him on the podcast then. So let's hope that uh, has a nice happy ending. Um, uh, and uh, Westy goes home soon right uh, speaking of um, people going yes, bears. people going <laughs> uh, <laughs> missing bears uh, not bears, not bears. Right. anyone here surprised to see James Key leave his role no 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 He's a scapegoat. So, somebody has to... So, that's the debate to have, isn't it? Somebody always has to change something for people to believe that we're going to be better going forward. Okay? Not not to believe. Not to believe. To be better going forward. Okay. There's two sides to this. So, let me play devil's advocate here. After the Honda thing, Eric Boulier left. Yep. Was it Eric's fault that the entire relationship with Honda went sour? Or how successful has Eric been since leaving? 
well, he's now in charge of the French Grand Prix, isn't he? So he's doing all right. Wow. He's just doing different stuff. Yeah. But I I always feel like somebody has to pay the price and then everyone feels better and we move on. And if you don't do that, then people stick talking about the same thing. Okay, so do we actually believe that James Key is responsible for all our troubles in the world? Not all our troubles in the world. No, not 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 poverty and wealth. He's the man (laughs) who's responsible for all the other people, the women and men underneath them doing their job. And it's really easy to say your performance targets are this. You've missed them. I agree. Did come out and say that he did come out and say we've missed those targets. I, I, I mean, I don't think this is a decision that was made in the last week whatsoever. I think this has probably been made Jan- mid-January, even earlier January, something like that. Um, but one thing I would say is he has now been replaced with three people, am I right? Yeah. So anyone that's done a job for a long time and then been replaced with multiple humans would often find that quite insulting. And in a way, it's like saying, we didn't give you what you needed to do your job right because we've now had to replace you with three people to make one person to do everything that you've done. So we put you under extra pressure, we put you under extra load, etc., etc. So, so that's that's kind of what I think. And I'm 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 talking around it a bit just to play devil's advocate there, but but yeah. What about you, Steve? What do, what do you think? So um, I did hear on Twitter that. Um, when the budget cuts were announced, um, on the budget cuts, you know, the um, cost cap, um, McLaren got rid of too many head engineers, more than what they should have, and now they're doing a recruitment drive. So, um, maybe uh, James Key didn't get the right people in that he needed to get the car. Uh, uh, up to scratch this year. Yep. Um, but unfortunately, you know, if he's the head of a department, he holds the responsibility. Exactly. So, exactly. I, I think, see what you just said. If we've got rid of James Key and his wage, because of the cost cap, if we can employ five air, air, um, aerodynamic engineers and just slightly promote three people to a little bit more money, a little bit more responsibility, it's a good way of using the cost cap and using the available funds. I, I hadn't considered that, but what you said actually. Speaking like a true head of IT there, Andy. Yeah, but I would imagine the uh, the guy that's coming from Ferrari, whose name I can't remember at the moment, but he's on his way. He's probably not cheap, so you know it's 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 it swings and roundabouts. But hey, we are where we are, and I feel better for knowing that we've made a change that will make everyone feel more positive. My my worry is that um, the gentleman we've had from Ferrari, um, he's not coming until next January, so we no, want to right. see we want to see his input until two thousand twenty five. Yeah, we've got a few other guys, some from Red Bull coming across as well. We've seen what Aston Martin have done with the Red Bull knowledge. Uh-huh. If that comes soon, so my worry as well is James Key's gone. We've just got our brand new wind tunnel. Yeah. Now, Either of those factors could be the change and decisive factor. James Key could have been great with the new wind tunnel, or the new wind tunnel could mm. have been useless with James Key. We, we won't know. Um, yeah. But either way, I, I just want to get better. I think something had to be done. I think there's also been probably pressure from higher up. And I don't mean yeah. Zach's level, I mean higher than that. That, come on, guys, you were doing well. What's gone on? Something needs yep. to change. Be seen to be active. 
making decisions and being a a CEO and making those tough decisions. Now there was a lot of people calling for Zach Brown's head. Yeah, uh, not I so that. convinced by that. I'm not. Zach Brown is a nice man who we've met, you know, when we've all been around places and came in with his commercial knowledge. Now, He's a racer. We know he's a racer. We know he loves racing. But it's Zach that's covering that car with those names that are paying for all the things we want. Zach's more than just the team principal. He's the CEO. He does a lot bigger things than that, you know. Yeah. I would I would add two things. One, I've heard that James Key's going to go to Williams to work with James Vowles. Um, I think that's probably a good move for them. Hello, James. They... It's James. Yeah. Hi, James. <laughs> it's James. Exactly. Um <laughs> And secondly, Andrea Stella, you know, he needs to make his mark on his department and his team now is in charge of everything as well. This is probably part of it. But I'm getting a real feeling of confidence from the messages he's putting out after the races and things like that. I don't know if you watched his latest video, people yeah. aren't listening. If you haven't done, have a look. But I get a really good feeling. And the one thing he said yesterday was, we remain humble. I really like that phrase. You know, this is a guy that wants to do well, but... He he's not you know ostentatious about it. He's careful with his words, so it gives me faith. Do you know what I like about latest video? He's clearly very nervous because someone's giving him a pen to twiddle with. Yeah, and keep his little time, fingers busy. Yeah, but he's doing the video. He's he's letting us in on that little bit more information, which we absolutely love. Yeah, and it, it's a very different uh, persona. Like he stepped there's some big shoes to step into and he's doing it in a very different way which he's not trying to be anyone else he's trying to be him I quite like that yeah definitely maybe he's a little bit out of his comfort zone with speaking to social media but very glad that he's doing it because that's how we make a connection so yeah right I think we've covered that pretty much now let's get on to the race weekend eh (laughs) did something happen eh did something happen well yeah what happened (gasps) What happened, Sarah? Go on. You can say it. I'd I'd like to say well, we go got we got fucking double book points. Yay! <laughs> double book points. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was so happy. And I hoped for it. I bet on Sky Bet as I always do, but when it actually happened, <laughs> boom. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I <sighs> Well, I was going to say this later on in this sort of agenda and stuff, but might as well say it now, that we did what we needed to do, which is keep our nose clean all race mm-hmm. and absolutely just mop up when everyone else lost their heads around us. Yep. And I was thinking, you know, this could be our most important race of this season. We've gone into it expecting absolutely zero on the points board, essentially. The race has turned into a chaotic race, and... Um, basically what's happened is we've just been there to pick up the crumbs and ultimately that's where we need to be at this point if this Baku upgrade is good and makes us midfield competitive let's be honest we're not going to just jump up to the top but it makes us midfield competitive in some respects pushes a bit further up that grid then you know what um we might be looking at the end of the season that 12 points might be the difference between us finishing fourth and fifth. And that might be that we might look back at that and go, Oh yeah, we, you know, we beat so-and-so by 12 points, but actually it could be down to this race. 
But how different we look after this weekend. You know, after the last race, we were quite down. We had no points. We were worried if we were going to score points at the next race. We didn't know where we were going to be. Um, and we were all down in the dumps about it. And now suddenly we're fifth in the constructors. Other teams look at Alpine, both cars taken out, etc., etc. How different things look today than they did. I was going to say this time yesterday, but it wasn't, of course, because it was so bloody early in the morning. <laughs> what, what's brilliant is we are literally 14 points behind Ferrari. Yep. <laughs> yep. Three races in, 14 That sums it up, doesn't Ferrari. it, really? Is that is that because Ferrari are having a stinker as well, though, really? <laughs> so, but it we could were... happen to anyone, yeah? It could happen yeah. to anyone. Exactly, yeah. We were in a position to mop up points. You had uh, Leclerc, Albon, Russell, Sainz of his five points, uh, Ocon and Perez, questionable, uh, all in front of us. And there's a lot of people in front of us before going out. And we just moved up. We didn't put a foot wrong, really. I mean, Piastri came in for a stop for a, for a red flag, but you can't call that. That's just what the game is. I don't yeah. think we put much wrong at all. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Good Steve? Over... What, about, what were your thoughts on the, the race? The race, one word, chaos. Yes, yes. You kind of get one of two races in Australia, don't you? You, you kind of get a procession yeah. or you get something as chaotic as that, don't you? And then, Yeah. But um, I, I think um, the, the practice sessions and even qualifying didn't lend itself to the race because the weather yeah. um, was totally different. There's no way you could prepare for the race, really, um, because it was you know, really, really sunny on the Sunday and then overcast and raining over the other sessions. Um, so the, um, we, nobody had any idea how the tyres were going to run you know, 100%. Um, but yeah, it was chaos. Um, and I think we proved, um, that every race is a marathon and not a sprint. If you can keep your nose clean, uh, run your race, you'll get your rewards. Got to finish. Just, just Got good finish. segue there that you said a marathon, not a sprint. Now, Andy, did you run it the weekend? Did you do a half marathon this weekend? I did do a half. Yeah, I did. I did Brighton full, which is why my face is a bit sunburned. Right. So you did you did a marathon this weekend. Um, Mark, who's normally on the podcast with us, did the um, Berlin half marathon. Um, Who did he do it with Andy? Me, Grizzly. Yeah, and um, I stayed in bed. Yeah. So, um, but if you think back to a couple of years back, um, the, you know, the last time I was doing one of these half marathons. Um, we won in Monza. Then last year, I was uh, I was doing a half marathon in Mallorca, and we did well again. There's a bit of a trend yeah. here, right? Stop watching the races, Andy. No, no, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. I think maybe you know, kind of like maybe you know, Andy's obviously done a full marathon. Mark's done a half marathon. I've done a half marathon, and and we've done quite well. But I think to push us to that next level, I think, Sarah, you need to come and do a half marathon with us. And then we'll win me. that weekend. I think my blood pressure tablets and me would struggle with that immensely. <laughs> it's obviously the missing piece of luck that we need. Do you know what anyway, was lovely sorry this about weekend? That. Was what? The, what was lovely this weekend was the race was so early because it was Australia. 
that yeah. we could watch the race before going out for a run and it, go back and, to sleep well for some of you yeah but like <laughs> the practice sessions did anyone get up for the practice sessions no i flicked and watched no. a bit of it but no no i stupidly did uh, it's a lot easier to watch the australian grand prix in australia i've found oh yeah <laughs> undoubtedly but that made me feel so sorry for everyone that's not on a european time zone yeah. yes that's their, their life, life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's some dedication there, isn't there, around the world for some of these race times and stuff. So I, I liked your marathon theory, but I'm going to debunk it. The reason we did well is because I went to bed with my McLaren shirt Blimey. over the top of my PJs. Right. Now I think that's the answer to it. Right. <laughs> does everyone? Just completely a side question. Does everyone have a shirt to watch on the, for the races? Do they have their lucky shirt? Yeah, yeah I have a superstition shirt. Yeah. Steve? Um, yeah, I usually wear uh, my polo shirt, but on the Australian Grand Prix, I was in my pyjamas. <laughs> Forevermore. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I put my I'll... shirt on in bed because I always wear my that season shirt. I always wear that one. Yep. Yeah. I wonder if any of the listeners out there have got any like bizarre, strange sort of superstitions that they do for every race, include, you know, revolving around McLaren merch. I, I, I pray for the one day that I wake up and have chocolate and waffles for breakfast and we win because I can do it forevermore. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it anyway, mate. You could do it anyway. Yeah. Um, so, Corny wasn't great for us, was it? No. 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 Oh, was it? Or oh, was it? I thought I thought Oscar was kind of nearly he was he was lapping the sort of similar to, to Lando. Just had a little yeah. bit of a, it, it's going to, which is going to come in time. You know, he's going to, you know, a bit of experience and stuff like that. He's going to, some of these little, small, little, you know, I don't even want to call them mistakes or errors. They're just experience points that he's going to get, um, you know, and the guy's going to fly at some point. He's, he looks fast. Looks like we've made the right move to me. It's probably Sorry, a Dan big. Fans. Yeah, sorry, Dan fans. Yeah, I know. I know it's like great. Yeah, it's his home races in Australia, but there's a lot of. Oh, Andy's just lit up the room there. There's a lot of stuff that comes with that for him. And then having lots of fans on the way in, not a moment's peace, lots of media. You know, it must have been a high pressure weekend for him off the track. So, so I think he did very well. Um, yeah, and he's now he's ticked that box. I've done my home race. And I've scored points. Excellent. Did I mention the points? We, we've yeah. got a lot of double points. <laughs> Thought I might have done. So it was an interesting race, wasn't it? So we had, we say, three red flags. Um, I think the most important red flag for us was actually on lap eight, Alex Albon's. Because some cars had pitted and that pushed us up a bit more and gave us a free pit stop, which really helped later on. Um, well, one of the removed, overtakes, sorry, well, it removed a car from in front of us. Yeah, exactly. That's um, true. Lando getting past Hulkenberg was also important and a great overtake. Um, what a move! Yeah, uh, and then just to kind of get to the sort of what I might just call the last five laps of restarting confusion um, <laughs> Chaos. Was, was, you know, 
we were actually sixth and seventh at one point when that restart was happening and yep, cars yep. were flying off and everything else like that, which would have been kind of great. But, you know, I'm not going to complain about a sixth and an eighth position and 12 points in the bag. Um, but we were we were claiming everything that was getting thrown at us at one point and, like, thinking, well, you know, everyone else just plays silly buggers and crashes into each other and we keep our noses clean. We could have even had a fourth and fifth. It was... Yeah, so, yeah, I think it was, a, like you say, a chaotic race. Go on, Andy. Don't forget Piastri's pass around the outside of Snowden. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was good as well, that wasn't it? Yeah. was a pass. So, I mean, this is the thing you see, right? I Just looking at it and watching it, whilst we're going, oh, you know what, I'm going to, sorry, McLaren dog, it was a dog of a car. Still going <laughs> to say it. But <laughs> I, I still think that car is... Where it where it hinders us is straights and DRS and qualifying, whereas actually in race pace we're not too bad. Lando was lapping at the same pace as Alonso and Hamilton at one point. So, yep. Yeah, but, but I guess what we don't know at that point is whether they're actually they're saving tires or whatever. So, go on, Steve. But- you know, if you look at the last couple of seasons, um, we've—I don't think McLaren have performed greatly in our practice sessions, anyway. Because you can look at on Twitter and Facebook, and people are so negative. The people who look at the timing charts um, on practice sessions um, and then head straight to social media, and they're so negative about um, McLaren. And then when it comes to the race, we, we're always um, like top top 10 finish with uh, Lando and uh, Carlos. Um, maybe not so much with Lando and uh, Daniel, but um, I can see the future's bright with um, with um, Oscar and uh, Lando. I like um, that. The future's bright. The future's papaya. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. We, we do our thing in practice. I don't think we turn yeah. on the engine. I don't think we go for a glory run. We rarely do a glory run at the end, actually. I've noticed that this season we're not bothering with glory run. Um, We've got testing be, to do, but it must be bad for the drivers. They're going to go from testing practice into quality run to then immediately have to turn it up. But I guess that's why everyone gets the last ten minutes of FP3 to just nail it and get their braking spots. But um, maybe they're good enough. Seem to be doing all right at the moment. I certainly didn't expect us to do as well as we did this weekend without an upgrade. In my head, it was like, yeah, we're not going to be great till Baku, just park it. (laughs) Yeah, well, hopefully, you know, we've got four clear weekends or four clear weeks now till Baku that we can add some stuff to the car. I mean, you know, let's let's be honest, most of the upgrades that are coming through now were started two months ago. Yep. So, you know... um, whether James Key's still got his kind of fingerprints on those or not, who knows? But um, you know, I wouldn't think we see anything dramatically change with the car until after the summer break, as in shape, look, Red Bullish kind of style of it, really. <laughs> so but everything would have been planned. The next three, four months of the developments would have been planned, surely. Yeah. Um, give it. Bit of time. Yeah. But did well, I did I mention? <laughs> not sure if I mentioned. That's one for the uh, YouTube followers. 
Hang on. Double Let move points. Screenshot. There we go. <laughs> it's the important um, thing of the weekend. Can we can we pour a little uh, love and empathy for Carlos Sainz? Yes. Yes. Go for it. I, I still have a, a place in my heart for Carlos. He did so well for us. We didn't leave under a cloud or anything, did he? So I always watch where he's at. I was happy when he won at Silverstone. And then I could have cried with him yesterday morning because it, you could hear his heart breaking. And you knew why. Because five-second mm-hmm. penalty after a safety car, when everyone's bunched up together, puts you at the back. Turn one incident on a restart. Turn That's one. a racing a, incident. A it's always, it. yeah. It's always a racing incident. And even Alonso said he thought it was too strict. So, yeah. Hey, but Logan Sargent can just smash up the back of someone and oh, not even mention. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you know what I'm going to, what I was also thinking is we're, we're three racers in. We've got three rookies on the grid Oscar, um, Logan Sargent. And I'm going. To, I'm going to call De Vries a, a rookie. He's, he's, I know he's, he's a kind. Before. He's a kind of rookie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's like his first proper full season, isn't it? So we'll we'll yeah. do that. And I think that out of all of them, Oscar's performed the best. I I wouldn't say he's in the best car out of all of them at this point or anything like that. But I think racecraft and what we can yeah. see certainly seems to be not well. You know, kind of. Head, head and shoulders above a few of the others, but I, I don't know. I just, I just kind of even the sort of media side of it and everything seems quite well grounded, well suited yeah. to the team. So I think I think it's it's been a great move so far. The points back you up as well. Yeah, Gastry is anyone out of those three to score points. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird because I expected Nick DeFries to be so much stronger given his background, you know. I also have a little bit of a soft spot for him because he was a McLaren junior and, and for so long, you know. So uh, so I was kind of hoping to see him do well. Obviously not not in conflict with us at all. But, um, but yeah, Oscar's, Oscar's doing his job. That's what he's here to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, right. Well, that's all the notes I've got for the race. Anything else anyone wants to bring up? I did not double my points again. Um, I'll tell, tell you what I did notice, that we've got a new range in the uh, McLaren store. Have we? Yeah. It's not the a double book's point. out. They've the not yearbook. advertised it at all, but the yearbook is out. Right, okay. Yeah, that's pre- it's pretty good. Um, but, yeah, we've got like a like an active performance wear range. The Castor range, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I that, up, if you're a marathon person, that probably suits you down to the ground, eh? Well, I picked some up, and it's and I've won some of it this weekend. It's been really nice. I've been quite impressed with it. Given some of the, I'm going to use, given some of the shite we've had over the years <laughs> from other companies with the peely um, off stickers. Yeah, 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 it makes an absolute um, sort of you know welcome change. Stuff that doesn't just fall apart after two washes. And um, how do you know you're a McLaren fan? Because your logos are in the washing basket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Steve? Yeah, I think the Castore range is uh, great. Um, and um, I think the reason uh, it's a shrewd business move by um, going to, into F1 because they can sell uh, their sportswear 
um, across a platform which um, uh, we can charge a higher price for. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the stuff is really comfortable. Um, sizing is good. Um, the colors are good. The, the logos don't peel off. Yep. I, I, yep. I think it's really good. And the, the performance range is, is really good um, as well. Um, I've got my eyes on some of that. Yeah. Yeah, all around. Happy. Yeah. Um, I, I think um, Castori, um, uh, they, they also do Red Bull's clothing now as well. Yeah, they do. So, yeah, um, started this year with Red Bull, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've done quite a few cricket and football. Yeah, uh, England cricket. Yeah. Um, but when they first came into football, they had a real reputation of it being really poor quality. But it seems that, like, at least in the last two years, the quality of what they produce now is a lot better than it used to be. Yes. And the stuff this year, I bought, bought the team shirt, and it's one of the most comfortable ones ever. It's fantastic. I still have to say my favourite bit of kit to wear at the moment, though, is my Lando long-sleeved t-shirt that I got from his range recently with the signature logo on the front. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's soft, it's warm, it's cosy. I'm a girl. I'm looking for things that are soft, you know. <laughs> oh, talking of being a girl and shopping, um, yeah. TK Maxx. TK Maxx yes. has got a lot of last year's gear in for quite cheap, but also a couple of t-shirts. Unless you live in like... Leeds, there's nothing there whatsoever. Yeah. Well, oh, they had a couple of uh, website, uh, their website now as well. Uh, they've got a couple yeah. of t-shirts that are custom designed for TK Maxx. They weren't really? released anywhere else. Yeah. Because really? they've got the word McLaren across them, but it's printed on rather than the ones in the McLaren shop were the 3D embossed ones. So uh, it's, uh, kind of, but it's still cool. Like 25 quid for a McLaren t-shirt. How can you go wrong? I'm going to Google it. On, the, on other notes, Steve does own one of my favourite ever McLaren hats. It's currently just over his left shoulder. The, spl- the splatty one. Yeah, I, I think that it, it's it was at an era when we were pure like papaya coloured hats. We brought that out, and it's like okay, we can do something different. We were allowed to wear Mexico, papaya. Yeah, I am. Um, really cool. I like the design, but I like to wear a forty cap, not a not a flat cap. So I like fifty. Uh, see, I, I would like that as a I like me like me curve. <laughs> I've got a round head. I feel like I'm missing now. Yeah, I don't have a cap on here. So one? I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you one. one. I have. I have a few at the back here. Just chuck, chuck <laughs> it over. Chuck it over, Andy. Just throw it now. Yeah, I'll give you that one. How about that one? Yeah, just throw it. I'll, I'll catch right, throw it. Throw it to him. Go. On. <laughs> Let's do on. this. Have you got one right. there? Yeah. Hang on. oh, it's just landed in the other room, wasn't it? It's just landed in the other room. This is going to be the best fake ever. <laughs> that, that just completely knocked my camera right off. <laughs> <laughs> These are the ones that they give you for free. Like the, 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 uh, yeah, with the stitched up badge. Ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're better than nothing, mate. They're not. Hey, I'll take a freebie. Don't get me wrong. Give me a freebie. And I'm well happy. I like there the fact are. that on the. Got it now. Hey, it's changed colour on the way. <laughs> I could have thrown it. Because travelled all that way north. <laughs> I do like the colours of this new cap. And I like the fact that the plastic on the back is orange. Is is I did he said orange then? Is is papaya and blue? I didn't say it. I stopped myself. But I wish they'd go back to the fabric bit on the back. I don't like the snapbacks on it. Uh, I don't think you're going to get many of the fabric ones now with new era. Yeah. But I like no. them. 
Yeah, they all seem to be the snap, don't they, at the back? Maybe even release the same cap with both backs. Yeah. Yeah. We could so take think, a vote. Up. We so, could take a vote. <laughs> yeah. If we found any ranges. Go on. Sorry, Steve. Go on. Sorry, I think one of the range for new era is 40, 40 and viewers 40, 50 or something like that. I'm not 100% yeah, yeah, sure, but they have no, got yeah. like particular names some. And I think it depends on the strap on the back. And the, so the 940 is more of a round one, like Sarah's modeling. And then I do 950 because I've got a big fat head, so I need a squarer one. But they don't do the 950 without a driver number on it. They do the 940 yeah. without a driver number on it. So you have to That's choose Lando I... or Oscar. I decided to just buy the team cap because I don't want to favour one driver on my head, but, you know. Yeah. Other point for the weekend that I forgot to mention whilst we've got a few minutes left. Mm. Plenty of Jensen this weekend on Skype. Oh, here we go, right? And that's the end uh, of the podcast. I, I have to say, you know, there was a lot of Jensen. Did you see the moment when Kylie Minogue went gooey over Jensen? I know how she feels. I felt that flutter myself. She went all gooey over Jensen. She was all like, <laughs> but yeah, J- Jensen instead of Martin Brundle. I love Martin Brundle. I miss him when he's not there, but I think Jensen does a fine job and I think he brings good insights to the commentary box. Plus, I like his voice. I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you that he's better than Nico Rosberg. Oh, well, Sorry, that's I not just... hard, is it? Yeah. <laughs> He's got fancy hair. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. I think we'll end it there then. Um, that's that's all we've got time for this time. And we'll be back after Baku, where hopefully we're getting some more double McPoints. Baku. Um, and our upgrades <laughs> have come through and we're a bit faster, less draggy. Uh, everything else that we hope for. Um, so, yeah. Join us then. And, uh, Yeah. Around, yeah. Over and out. Thanks for, thanks for having me, guys. No worries. No worries. Thanks for joining us.